Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 465. We have Linz and Anthony here. Oh, Anthony, you're not going to talk until we start? Okay, I get it. <laughs> He's shy. Or hungover. One of the two. He's hungover and shy. He's shungover. He's shungover. He's, 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 what would? Hi. Uh, <laughs> I doubt that, so. <laughs> he's shungover. <laughs> oh, but we have a, a great, uh, great show this week. Went over quite a few books, actually. Yeah. But the variety too we're getting real good on our reviews too though i think a little so we, more concise. we talked about a lot of books but we didn't spend the whole podcast talking about them yeah so we got into a lot of different topics of from star wars to free guy to suicide squad to just a little bit a little bit of everything what everything if? you're wondering about we talked about yes we have a great podcast here and we're hilarious <laughs> So grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 465, a Canadian podcast. birthday thank you it's as of officially today old man birthday you're still fucking young what are you 33 listen oh you're a baby we hit the dance floor on friday for a friend's wedding and i was all about it my knees were not okay yeah. let's say the the last like five weeks of being consistent at the gym doesn't do anything for your your joints right right, right. the muscles were there my quads my calves were fine you know everything but nice. i woke up the next day and i got out of bed and i was like and I have like a bed on the floor, um, and so I stood up and I was like, "Huh, thirty-three. It's almost here." What, what was it that Sadie was saying though with the music? Like she was she was at another wedding before and just like, "Yeah, that's my jam. I liked it. That was this." And then realizing, wait, that yeah, was nineties. The like, yeah, oldies now. <laughs> the guy had said like, "We're gonna play some classics," and it was oh, like nineties music, and I was like, "They uh, are the classics. The nineties yeah. were." technically 20 no, you 30 will years ago 100 if you listen to an oldies station you will 100 percent hear nirvana yeah yeah <laughs> for sure but it was a wild weekend thankfully i had sunday to recover yeah uh right. saturday went out and uh had lots of drinks we ended up at billy's and it turns out post-covid they're not as busy as they used to be oh. and saturday was karaoke night Wow. So I haven't sang karaoke in forever. I've been, like, so I was breathing into a microphone that other strangers are spitting into. <laughs> That's what I was going to say <laughs> until I walked up. And he had like this rice cooker looking thing that UV sanitizes all oh. the mics. See, so basically, it's like there's two slots you can drop the mics in. He closes the lid and it UVs. Nice. Boom. It was like really fancy. I was like, all right. Ooh. All right. So I got a compliment from the bartender for my stage presence. <laughs> I sang Uptown Funk and got the ladies out on the dance floor and walked around and, you know, was like bouncing with or dancing yeah. with the bouncers and they were like not having it. But he was, was like, really right. trying to be impressive and yeah, 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 yeah. and it was kind of funny. Off. Yeah, I took some a recording of it and the videos are good. The videos good. I feel like pictures. we should post those on uh, our Instagram. You should. If you, you totally send do them that. to me, I will yeah, yeah. throw them up there for everyone to see. That's what a real superhero looks like. That. Man willing to sacrifice his own honor. 
to run around a bunch of strangers singing a Bruno Mars song slightly out of tune. Well, I'm glad you could uh, show up. I know usually on my birthday, if it was my birthday, I would uh, be hungover or hurting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't you going to be like 50 this next year, though? So don't you cool that? Barely. I don't think we need to get into pretending I'm Derek, like, right now. The funny thing is is I'm older than him. I mean, I am older, but I'm not in the territory of being, like, making fun of old. Day number two after a birthday is tough. Thankfully, I did not wake up with a headache. I wasn't necessarily nauseous, but it was like, if I moved too fast, I was going to get sick. So, it was a very slow Sunday. I casually walked down to the restaurant to get brunch down the street ate some of that, just came back and sat and watched What If. Not actually What What If. I watched a bunch of Disney Plus stuff, but episode two of What If as I continue. <laughs> yeah, so his memory is failing now that he get old, gets older. We were at the wedding on Friday, and we were talking about What If. So watch it if you haven't. Uh, it's the Captain Carter uh, yep. episode. Um, but I told Tony, I was like, dude, I forgot to watch episode two of what if he's like there's two he's like, and he, i was like yeah well one came out last week two had to come out he's like no one came out wednesday and that's where like my mem- memory <laughs> caught up with what the week was and i was like oh my god it's only two Brain days later exploded. well tony came over to my house on thursday to get a gas can because he had no power mm-hmm. so he's gonna run a generator and my brilliant ass was like have you watched what if and he was like i don't have power <laughs> <laughs> it did suck and <laughs> I was able to. When did I? Why, oh, I think. It I think I watched it later when when it when it turned on. Like I was like, I can finally watch this now. That's what I'll do <laughs> late at night. But I do I do thank you, Lens, for uh for helping me You're through welcome. that. I gave him a gas can. That the she gas also can helped that me. I bought to help him on the yeah. road when he ran out of gas. So um. make sure you give it back. That way she has it available when you need it in the future. <laughs> I told That's him to keep it. I told him to keep it last time, and he was if, like, if he keeps, I have 100 yeah. gas cans. If I don't he need keeps any. it, it'll go where the rest of his 100 <laughs> gas cans are, which yeah. is, I don't know, the void. Yep. So, <laughs> it's safe in your hands. At least it's recoverable. And then you got your power back before you ever had to use your generator. No, I still, used, I still did use the generator just because it was already 48 hours of not, no fridge yeah. power. A little more than. He doesn't yeah, have less. anything in his fridge worth saving. I have my quarter of a cow in my basement freezer. Oh. That is important. Did that stay sealed enough that you didn't lose it? Yes. That's good. Those chest freezers are usually pretty good yeah. for a couple days. Thankfully, I didn't lose power, so I watched you What If. It. I watched some anime. I texted Tony about it the whole time. I was like, hey, I'm watching this. What are you up to? And I'm like, just like, no, I'm fucking in the bored dark. in my dark. I can't even read comics. They're all on my computer. It's like when you're a kid and you, you know... The street lights, right? As you go through, he's like mm-hmm. out on the finding all the windows where the little bit of sun is left. He's trying to read from them. And but well, Anthony, since it's your birthday, how about you start us off with some reviews? Yes. So I mentioned it last week because I had bought two and five of Green Lantern, their new series. Um, but I was able to get number one and read it this week, and I was hella lost with it. Uh, I thought it was really good, but I had no idea what was going on because there's it's a new series, right? But it's definitely banking on a bunch of setup in the DC universe that I had no idea. It looks like some major conflict. It's like uh, the UN of planets is forming, and they're having a meeting at uh, to discuss if 
uh, at Oa to discuss if the Lantern Corps can be allowed in as like a pl- one of the members of the Senate. Right. It looks very so. If you've seen episode like uh, one, two, three, the prequel Star Wars movies, it looked a lot like that, where everyone's like on these oh, floating platforms, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. You have all the different. So it was really cool to like read as far as like visuals because you got to see all of the different aliens that they've come up with some that i didn't recognize for sure of all these different planets you had some key important characters um i forget the term but the hawk hawkman's people the hawk people the hawk people they had some term for like who they were like they were like a security force or something oh the uh thangarians isn't it thanagarians there you go yeah so the hawk hawk people hawk the hawk (laughs) The bird guys, uh, bird man, attorney at law was there. No, um, bird person. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, there was some terrorist activity. Uh, the elementals showed up and tried to release like this primal fear source from the core of the planet. Um, uh, John Stewart, we were talking last week about my favorite. All of the lanterns are there. You've got guy, Kyle, um, John Stewart is like the head of the Green Lanterns, mm-hmm. and he wears this very like uh, Jedi Master robe, which was pretty cool. Um, but he's and he kind of like it was organizing and in charge of like the security of the summit type thing. So they resolve this small little conflict, but it sets up for which. And I I like this in comics a lot of political stuff. I like the nature of politics of aliens and policies. Um, to spoil book one, Oa gets accepted. The vote passes. There's a lot of dissenters. Didn't in- see that coming. Yeah, including uh, <laughs> Sinestro. The Sinestro Corps is there as one of the members already. So it's interesting that the Sinestro Corps was accepted before Oa and the Green Lantern well, Corps were. Well, they clearly bribed somebody somewhere. Along yeah, possibly. Way, right? And it's like, I think there's like 700-something different systems or planets wow. that are included in it. So um, it was a cool intro. I mean, I'll definitely... Continue reading it. Right, I love Green Lantern, and the setup seems really cool. But I will definitely be doing some Wikipedia stuff this week to find out what the hell happened before where the uh, Guardians apparently pissed a lot of people off. I know they tend to do that anyways, but directly pissed off a big group of people, so Hmm. finding out why. So I think that's the only piece I'm missing. The comic itself was pretty good. Not as friendly to newcomers to the story, but... I think it'll it can it could rest on its own laurels for the rest of the story if it needed to. Nice. So. Right on. Should I we... think that was the most succinct review that you've ever done on a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to. I know the podcast has been five, six hours long. <laughs> we get home so late, and I'm like, I haven't fed my cats, and it's like I gotta get out of here. Yeah, so we'll keep it a touch shorter today. <laughs> Only three hours. <laughs> What'd you read, Tony? Uh, I read a couple things. I'm just going to kind of quick go through just to tell people they need to read them. Uh, The first thing is Avengers Tech On. Now, I'm just going to show you this, Anthony, some of the pages, and just tell me, do you get any vibes from from this at all? I mean, I'm getting some some nice lens flare. Um, I mean, it's very pretty. Yeah. Any type of style that you're feeling? If only we had bigger monitors in which to view this <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, it looks very pretty. Is there, like, a specific art artist well, got, that's doing it? Well, uh, I mean, there are specific artists. But, like, 
this is supposed to be made in kind of the uh, a manga type. Uh, okay. Do you read it backwards style? too? No, it's oh, it's definitely no, done. No. Art is uh, Jeffrey uh, Cruz, um, and the story is by Jim Zub. Now, I already kind of mentioned when they did the the mech mm-hmm. uh, suit ones that also kind of felt like it had kind of a, a manga style, and this is kind of something that they're been doing with Bandai, and they have some toys that tie into this, which is pretty sweet. Ultimately, this starts off with uh, showing them kind of every day, you know, going up against Thanos, and then the Red Skull having snorted some crystal of the Infinity Gauntlets and and pretty much becoming super powerful Red Skull, takes away their powers, and the last uh, kind of page kind of shows what this is kind of going into, kind of a Super Sentai, where they get all mech-like, they don't have not mech anymore. giant suits. They have Iron Man suits. Yep. So it's a really cool. Uh, so these are like like normal human size suits. Yeah, not the giant ones that were from. So it's definitely a different uh, type, even though it takes you know style from many different types of anime. Mm-hmm. And so like with them out without their powers and everything, you have Spider Man, Wolverine, Cap. Are their um, suits emulating their original yes. powers? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know. If well, powers. I mean, yeah. So, like, Wolf, does Wolverine's suit have a three claw thing? He has or? claws, yeah. Okay. And so, already the style and everything of this seems sweet. I'm here for the 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 ride, uh, just because it's. Uh, uh, normally, I'd be like Iron Man suits. Like I've seen that done before. Yeah. But in the uniqueness of they've lost their power, so they're gonna have to rely on these. And that they just showed up right at the end too. I'm like, man, I do want to know more. Is this kind of like the story, like isolated too, to where it's not? Oh, this this is not impacted by everything around. You can just enjoy them being in suits. Yes, this is. I I mean, I would say this is a non-canon type story, Uh even though it's not a not a what if or anything. Yeah, it's you know, it's a mini series one shot Uh pretend. You know, that's probably didn't. I like those Mm -hmm. sometimes, especially Mm -hmm. when you have a novel idea. It's like you can really kill a novel idea with like writing issues or something in a longer story. But if you have like one of those, I mean, it's like TV series or an- anime specifically. That's like if it's two seasons and it just ends, I love it. You just wrap the story up. It was really and fun. It doesn't last for twenty years. Yeah, it's not nine hundred and forty <laughs> episodes in, and you're like, well, I'm. Guess I'm 40, never starting I'm that six, one. I'm like fourteen years behind, so I, I guess I, I can start it and I'll get caught up by the end of the year. But that's cool. Um, another book that I picked up was Defenders Number One. I now, almost th- read that one. Now this, I've never been a big fan of the Defenders, and so you know, Does I've, it have I've read the usual usual suspects in it. Well, who would you feel? Aren't the Defenders normally like Daredevil and? Yes, Luke those Cage. have also been named the Defenders, but there have been multiple different teams that have used okay. the Defenders, and this one is going on more of the Mystic magical type realm with okay. Stephen Strange kind of running okay. with these ones. Um, this story... So, Doctor Strange is one of the defenders on this? Yes. Okay. Um, story by Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez. And it I starts... I think it's pronounced Javier. Is it a J? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Javier. Javier. Have, have, yeah. Okay. J's or H's? Javier. Well... So Javier... I could have said Javier. <laughs> you were it's like Xavier, close... but with a J. Yeah, you Javier. were closer than that. I will give you that. <laughs> so what I like about the, uh, the story, it, there's a part in here where I don't remember um, where the, the masked man, um, the midnight masked uh, rider 
or the masked rider but in avengers 1000 that came out yeah. like ages ago now mm-hmm. there was a story in there of the masked rider and how it's always been through things and i can't remember if that was just something they made up as like fiction of the marvel universe as being always there or if it actually was stories of this identity of this person regardless though it kind of said you know yeah as you saw first in marvel comics 1000 i don't know if he ever showed up in anything else i'm assuming he has but i must not have read it uh recently well he shows up in this so i was kind of like it's cool i a new character that i'll get to learn about more throughout this um endeavor now what i really liked is uh He's he's pulling Doctor Strange is pulling these people by using tarot cards and using the magic of them to summon people and I feel like I've had a lot more tarot cards in my comic books as of late. I mean we had the whole sort of uh Swords of Ten or what was that one? So it wasn't Sword of X. Oh, Ten of Swords. Yeah, Ten of Swords. Yeah. And and all that that had tarot it's a, cards. It's a real easy kind of fallback thing. Mm-hmm to use and it's a convenient magic item because there's so many right right? so you can be like it's death it's the hangman or it's this in reversed or upside down down well and they're like deeply personal and like different things so you could basically i mean they're a tool that you can just make them mean whatever you want (laughs) and that's and so this pretty much does that and what i really liked about this is he's talked about when he summoned uh his secret defenders um his magic was weaker then, but now the cards, you know, more he's got more power, so he can pull some more powerful people on in. Um, and to summon, but to summon uh, a hero is to divert a life, to divert fate, and fate will exact a price. Magic always has a cost, and I was like, that that line right there really hooked me even more to in this story. I'm like, there is going to be a catch soon, and and what will that be? And, and you know, we'll find out together as, as readers. But ultimately, this kind of goes through of him, so many different people, um, to to ultimately at the end, the Omnimax, uh, which is a giant Galactus that looks like it also has like a Cthulhu head, is who they're going to be going mm-hmm. up against. Now, out of the tarot cards, it was nice in here too at the end. Um, it showed that he uh, pulled the Mast Rider, Silver Surfer, uh, Harpy and Cloud. Now, Harpy, I don't know if you knew who the female Red Hulk was. Mm-mm. It was, uh, um, well, Betty Banner now. Um, but going, uh, Betty Ross from okay. before. She oh, was the Red Hulk. She became a Hulk? Yeah, that was like, God, 10 years ago when everyone Poor was girl. being Hulks then. <laughs> I didn't you know, get a though. Hulk and you get a Hulk and you get a Hulk. I didn't know that she came, turned into this harpy person in that story. I need to then do a little research more on. And then this person, Cloud, who I guess was a nebula that gained uh, intelligence from a cosmic cube. So, again, Mm. uh, a powerful creature, like, besides Silver Surfer, which, who I love, and Doctor Strange, I'm really curious to find out about this Mass Rider and uh, Cloud. How spoiler-free are you trying to be on this comic? Because <clears throat> I just did a Google search of Omnimax, and it told me who they were. Oh, go for it. I mean... I mean, it says that it's Galactus... Galactus's... Galactus's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother. Ooh. 
So they say, you know how normally at the end, like, it'll be like to be continued or whatever, yeah. or in next issue, it says next. Galactus's mom has got it going on. <laughs> that's that's Omni Max. There you go. Apparently, Galact. So we're meeting. What the fuck? I know. What's that? <laughs> it's a little crazy. I have never. Apparently, she's also <clears throat> Stacy's mom. So in canon, Galactus is Stacy's sister. So <laughs> if she's got it going on, it only makes sense. This article says. Before becoming a giant planet-eating cosmic being who fed to keep balance in the universe, Galactus was Galan of Ta. But yeah. his beautiful world was destroyed when the multiverse reset itself after being mm-hmm. absorbed by the Black Winter. And he was like the lone survivor to come into the next universe. JK, his mom's still alive. Not the lone survivor. <laughs> Marvel, what are you doing? You're fucking with my headcanon on everything. Tony, get back to the wiki. Uh, you gotta read up. <laughs> I guess I do. I'm kind of a little disappointed that I did not know that he had a, a mom that was still around. I'm pretty sure this is just now is happening. I can't imagine this was ever stated at any point ever in any of the Marvel books. Okay, and I well yeah, but I would feel though something that big of an event would resonate at least in the X books because I've been reading a lot more of those and a lot less Avengers lately. But I don't know, maybe then. Maybe it has shown up in one of those books. And... Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe Omnimax isn't his mom. Maybe there's a, maybe the mom is going to help defeat Omnimax. Still, that there's a fucking Galactus mom. Right, right. <laughs> right. She's, she's literally like a human, and she's normal, and she's just some woman that works at the library down the street, and she happens to be like, oh, my boy, Galley, he's such like a cutie. <laughs> And Galactus takes out her out. purse and starts like, get away from my son. Pulls out LeChancla, the, the flip-flop, and starts slapping him with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Um, I did have one other book that I do want a quick uh, review. Although, okay. The Fenders, though, has me hooked to even more now I wanting know. to know There's what the a fuck. Mom. There's something that gave birth to Galactus. And the team just seems badass and, and powerful. Uh, but I wanted to quick talk about Pennyworth number one. Okay. This was straight up... I guess this comes like a continuation from the Pennyworth uh, show. Mm, that's right. They did do that, didn't which they? Which was a young uh, Alfred Pennyworth. And yeah, so I this... think it was when he first got hired by the Wayne family. Before Bruce was even born. Okay. Well, this, this seems to be also prior to Bruce because it does show him... Is it during his military service or... Pretty much this... being James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's... Just reading this was reading a James Bond with a different name. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, it's Do you feel like it, it included enough of the Alfredisms or, like, enough of the Alfred character to differentiate itself from James Bond? Or uh, Him being younger, he seems a little bit less butlery mm-hmm. and just straight up more, I, I don't know. Because so I would like, never... What's just... that other one? The, the Kingsman. Yeah, yeah. Kingsman-y? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, but Eggsy is kind of a dick. Well, I say the other Kingsman, not Eggsy, but, oh. like, yeah, one of the other guys, right? Yes, uh, and I could totally say it goes with, for that. I love that they, they set up a lot of uh, world building in this, and some of the, the dialogue boxes, like, when it's him thinking, it shows things like, 
use the reflection to see any blind spots when he was oh. walking. Oh, or, so he's giving you like the mindset of what he's looking at and observing. Yeah, like That's checking kind of, to see if there is a, a mark indicating a meeting requested contact, and then it goes. That's kind of like a Sherlock not, style thing, right? Like a lot of Sherlock Holmes. He, He's like, I deduce this, and then you get the, mm -hmm. this is how I deduced mm -hmm. it kind of thing. Yeah, and I, I really, really like that, because, again, it made me feel like, oh, I am kind of in this spy thing, and now I'm looking at more background characters to see, was he being followed that I might not have noticed until it says that, and I just thought, all in all, it was a, a pretty great uh, way, but then it goes even further back to him being even a young kid and him talking about, um, you know, this girl that he liked as younger and... Then she's kicking ass with him now throughout the series um, when he's, I, I don't want to say now too, because there is a part where then it goes to him being old and being tied up. So where this uh, sets itself up, obviously it's before he died because he's dead and he's still dead. And right. I still don't know if he will be Uncle Ben dead or. I mean, it seems to be the case. It's been a couple years now. Yeah. That, that's reserved for Uncle Ben. No one else is allowed to have death. Well, Gwen Stacy as was was dead and technically still in the main continuity still has always been dead in in that as well. And original Captain Marvel, even though they've all come back in like a story or two. I mean, we've had Uncle Ben come back in Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, some side time travel wine yeah, type thing. Yeah, verse shit. But yeah, I guess like main continuity, Gwen yeah. is still dead, Uncle Ben, Captain Marvel. So I don't know. Uh, but anyways, going back to this, uh, I'm definitely going to continue reading this just to see where it finally ends and what... Is this a black label book? No. It's, no? It's, it's at 13 and up, so... Hmm. Yeah, it, and it definitely does... I don't think it's as dark as one of those as well. Right. It's a little bit more... I th like I said, the whole James Bond aspect of it was kind of fun and everything. Um, but yeah, uh, excellent book. Uh, has a lot of verbiage on all the pages to really get into his mind. And Alfred before, I was trying to think, like, I don't ever really recall at what moment did it become that he was just a badass. Like, he was cool. He was an, an awesome butler that was always there yeah. for Batman. I think the... A confidant um, and everything, but... The um, Nolan movies really kind of changed that. And so then people wanted that in their comics as well, right? I think... Yeah, and I think it's kind of the involvement, right, of in Batman's activities. Him getting more and more involved, really, instead of just being the butler that takes care of, like, the day-to-day -day stuff, right, and making sure he tells the media, oh, he's out because he's blah, blah, blah. You know, he's on a yacht with people or whatever, and he takes much more active role and was actually, like... And also fighting. I mean, I don't know the true, full history of Batman, but was Alfred constantly kicking ass? Or was that is that more of a recent thing where... Well, that's what I say, more of a recent thing. I don't really ever remember any of the Batman shows or any of the other Batman movies where he threw a punch. No. Yeah, yeah. Until... I mean, maybe in Batman 66, like, on accident, right? Every once in a while, he yeah, would have, maybe. like, pretended to be Batman oh, for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. and, like, you know, something weird and corny going on with that. But now he's, like, defying his age. Yeah. Now. He's like, well, a man yeah. of your age that's a normal guy should not be fighting like this. Right. 
Well, well, even in though- Gotham, the TV show, they really went into him sort of having that military background. Uh-huh. Like, it, they extra in that one. Well, so, and so, like, I know that they have, ex- he's mentioned, you know, his background of being, like, a medic in the, the army and all that, or obviously being a secret spy that was medic being a code, you know, word for what he was doing and everything, but... Yeah, he, I don't ever really recall, except for in the last couple years before he died, of him having like a scene or two in a book kicking ass. So, right. I don't know. I'm all for it. And since we're going to have many years to come before we get the next James Bond movie, I feel, because they'll probably push that back. Uh, well, I So, we'll, we'll have to get to you. You have a book to reveal? I have a couple. Okay, I won't. We'll segue too long, but... Um, I just saw Suicide Squad. Yes. In the theaters. Yes. I was randomly walking by the theater downtown and I was like, it's 9.30, I can go see a movie. Right? And so I saw Suicide Squad and it's got the the preview for James Bond. As far as I know, it's complete. So there's no reason for it to necessarily be delayed I anymore. I it was ready. No, it was, it was ready two years ago. Yeah. yeah. I can't, even with other stuff, I can't see them delaying it. Not with the success that HBO Max and all those kinds of things have had if they really need to. So. Right. Um. Yeah. What's your real books? So, I play. I was trying to play catch up a little bit. I have a new book that I'm going to review, but first, I want to talk about Rorschach because I'm playing catch up on that. It's on issue eleven. I got through eight, but what I really want to talk about is issue seven. So, Tony, have you been keeping up on this book? Uh, a little bit. In issue seven, they introduce a new character by the name of Frank Miller. That sounds familiar. Yeah. He's a comic book writer. <laughs> Is he crazy? No, you're thinking of... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, he's... Um, Alan Moore. Yeah. Um, Frank Miller wrote Watchmen? Nope. That's Alan no, Moore. That's that Alan is Moore. Alan Moore. Okay. Frank Miller did The, the Dark Knight Returns. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, okay. So the only reason I wanted to bring this up is because I read it and I was like, holy fuck, Tom King is a genius. Because he introduces this alternate version of Frank Miller into this comic book where he talks about creating this pirate character right because pirate comics are the thing Uh in the Watchmen universe and how he had grown up reading pirate comics and wanted to become a comic book writer so he creates this comic book about this pirate that takes a character that had existed and makes it very dark right which is what Frank Miller did with Batman he did the Dark Knight Returns and all that stuff really took Batman in a whole new direction and it goes into this whole thing. <laughs> I took a drink and I'm like trying not to choke. I'm gonna. I was like, is he gonna die? Die on his birthday. <laughs> what a way to go out. Um, he talks in in this comic. Frank Miller talks about the regret of taking a beloved childhood character and turning it into something dark, and how when he wrote it, he was trying to examine fear and put it on the page. And later regretted that because we all live in fear every day and what comics are supposed to Ooh, be are an escape deep. from that. And I was reading this whole thing and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. So if you're not reading Rorschach, then I would totally pick it up. I, I mean, it's going longer than I would expect a black label book to go. Like it's on, I, I was like, I thought it was done like five issues ago and <laughs> I hopped into my pending comics and realized I had like seven issues to read to catch up where it was at. But it's still it's still going really good. I'm enjoying it. 
Um, but I wanted to bring that up for the Frank Miller of it all. It was a <laughs> great little fun thing that nice. that Tom King added in there. I, I mean, when the police come to talk to Frank Miller, he's wearing a Rorschach mask. He's embraced the the he's religion of Rorschach that is kind of going on in this book, um, which is also interesting, and been funding all of the crazy shit that's going on in the book as well. But the book that I read that's new is The Unbelievable Unteens, which is, a, I read it, I bought it because all I saw was Jeff Lemire, and that's all it takes for me. And, and so I was like, oh, it's issue one, I'll read it. Um, but it's part of the Black Hammer world, which is a world that Jeff Lemire had created years and years and years ago. Now superheroes from this one dimension get pushed into another dimension or living on a farm. It's just a, it's a crazy weird story that I haven't kept up on. I, I don't think you need to know anything about that to read this book. And the concept of this book is there's this woman who writes comic books called The Unbelievable Unteens, and you get halfway through the book, and then this thing shows up at her house and says, hey, you're one of these things. You're an unbelievable unteen. You're writing comics because that shit actually happened in your life. And I'm going to make you remember because we have to go save everybody else that was on this team as well. Okay. So, you know, kind of just the whole idea of what every person who reads a comic book kind of wants to happen in their life, right? <laughs> well, if yeah. you're a comic book writer, you're like, did this happen in a past life? Was I actually Wonder Woman at some point in time? Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't go much into... These aren't characters that I don't think anybody should know about. I'm pretty sure these are all new. Um, so you can hop into it. Um, but I think it'll be fun to see how that plays out going forward as as the the comic book reveals itself to have been true so that's that's all i got nice this week good stuff sounds like a good book yeah so i should i mean it. it's jeff lemire and i cannot iterate enough it does not matter what the book is if jeff lemire's name is on it you read it he's just that good of a storyteller he's that good yeah He's, he wrote Sweet Tooth. We all loved that show, right? <laughs> the book was just as good. So all of his stuff is always really good. Nice. News? I got some. I got some. Got I got zero. I got the one that I'm most excited about is Obi-Wan Kenobi has finished wrapping. Oh. Has wrapped uh, shooting. It's ready to go. So it's not ready. It's still in post, but all of the scenes have been filming itself has done. So... It is, it'll be interesting. I've been watching The Bad Batch, which has been releasing on Disney+. Plus. So any Clone Wars fans out there, it's basically a direct continuation of Clone Wars, basically right after Episode 3. So Order 66 happens. Small group of clones who aren't affected by Order 66 go rogue and do a bunch of... Every episode is like admission hmm. that they go on. They're the Bad Batch. Yeah, they're called the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah. Because they literally baked wrong. Yeah. It, some of them, some of it was intentional... One basically doesn't have a hand. He's had, like, major brain surgery because of stuff that happened in Clone Wars. But um, that's been really good. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Clone Wars. I think just the premise is a little tougher because you're getting into the Empire exists and a lot of very well-tread story grounds. Right. Everyone knows what's happening. So they're, they have to approach a lot of, like, 
unused things, but the like, most re recent episode actually ties into Star Wars Rebels. Rebels was kind of like the very beginning of the rebel the rebellion mm -hmm. and how it was built from like this ragtag group of people kind of thing so you're meeting some characters as kids who are adults and uh and rebels but with kenobi it's supposed to be between episode three and four and has hayden christensen as darth vader which is very interesting because it's already been established by clone wars which is still canon that vader had no idea Obi-Wan was on Tatooine and no idea like that there probably wasn't any interaction so if they actually interact it'll be interesting to how to right. fit it in because he basically just said I'm a hermit and just lives on Tatooine mm -hmm. the whole time which is where the film takes place which is also interesting for a Star Wars movie to likely be on a single planet yeah the whole time that's probably why they're throwing Darth Vader into it though they're gonna have like a, a subplot going on yep with what he's doing. I'd actually be really interested in what's going on with Darth Vader during that time because all you see at the end of 3 is like, no! <laughs> and then you get him in 4, yeah. right? Where he's a fully formed villain. Yep. So There's a lot, I mean, in, you know, the, the external media, especially with like what's considered canon right now, um, you have s stuff like uh, the Darth Vader comics and stuff, and one, because of the technical limitations when the original trilogy came out, Darth Vader was atmospherically a great villain, but did absolutely nothing of consequence in any of the movies, no. right? Right. And then you get stuff like Rogue One, where you get finally get a movie glimpse of Darth Vader is actually terrifying. There's a reason right. people fear him. Because even as a kid, you're like, Darth Vader, you're like... Luke seems, like, dope. Like, Darth Vader seems lame and clunky. Like, right. how can anyone fight him? But he's literally just raw power. So hope, yeah. that's what I really would want to see from Darth Vader, is him just killing a bunch of people. Right. We really got him at, like, his, like, he knows that that's his kid and has a is having a real dilemma yeah. sort of scenario. Yep. And uh, also in Clone Wars, they established that he has, right, and it's in Star Wars as well, but he has no idea that he's, um, that Luke... It, Leia is who she is, or that Luke is on Tatooine. It's actually Darth Maul who is the first to discover it, and on originally, like immediately discovering it, Obi Wan kicks his ass. Yeah. One strike kills the man. Again. For, for yeah, for, for realsies <laughs> this time. Uh, you know, he actually falls to the ground, and Obi Wan watches the life leave yeah. his eyes this time. Because so. we saw him in. Um... Solo, right? He, yep. he, well, we didn't see him. They mention him, I well, think. Well, you see his face right at okay. the end. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Where he's the boss of all bosses, and right. then they just said, sorry, Solo didn't get enough. Sorry, Maul. You just get to die <laughs> in the cartoon, yeah. and that's the last we'll see. Oh, poor Ray Parker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though, if I, I really care for needing to see any of the... We've... I don't need Darth Vader. I don't need Darth Maul anymore. I want to explore more of... Like new villains? Yeah, new ev everything. I disagree. I want more... I want more of that Darth Vader. I want more Rogue One Darth Vader. Yeah. I don't want anything that's not that. Right. Uh, Darth Maul, I think, be, having watched Clone Wars, I think Darth Maul got a good shake as a character through that. I mean, again, sorry, Ray Parker. <laughs> but um, I think he still did the voice. But, um, yeah, just the, that character's kind of been used. I think, you know, I, Obi-Wan is a favorite. Everyone loves 
uh, Obi Wan, and I think that. Um, Sorry, Ray Park. Ray Park, yes. My bad. Uh, Ian McGregor did a great job, and everyone loved him as Obi Wan Kenobi. He was smarmy and like, yeah, um, kind of charming, whatever. But I'm mostly just want to see the films dip into uh, the High Republic. That's their new Disney focus for like comics and stuff, where it's. Yoda is only like a couple hundred years old, like one or two hundred years old, and so it's like six hundred years before. Oh, the old Republic shit. It's even before the old Republic. Okay. Yep. So it's like, well, I can't remember if it's after the old Republic or before it, but it's when the Jedi are at their most powerful mm-hmm. as a peacekeeping force in the universe. The Outer Rim is basically completely lawless at this point. So like Tatooine and stuff. Even more lawless than mm-hmm. they necessarily are in, in, in the movies, the trilogy movies. But I think that's there's a you're not tied down by any baggage, right? We have a lot yeah, of baggage I guess you're not in Star Wars tied universe. Then but that's where for me always I hate prequels for the most part because it's mm-hmm. like I know already what happened. It's yeah. not really going to give me anything that I need to. Are you very excited about a prequel that's coming out? That they just started filming? Are you on board with that whole Lord of the Rings shit that's going on? Isn't that a prequel? Are you also excited about the Game of Thrones prequel that's happening? This is a, this yes, is a moment, Tony. You can abandon your belief in one thing no, or another. Well, no, that's that's for a different reason of I already know that story, though. I at least have read uh, most of the Similarian. I've read a lot of everything, the lore behind all that. I would judge you if you actually read the Silmarillion because it's like reading a dictionary. It's like reading the first like couple books of genesis in the bible yeah exactly right? it's basically yeah. an accounting list of things that happened yeah. in the least he exciting read it way he's a giant nerd <laughs> Boo. no <laughs> but regardless i i'm looking at it for that reason not for new things to explore like I, I lord of the rings ended so there is no nothing after yeah that uh-huh. star wars though there could be we already know their stories of there what happens be. after well i think this is for the same thing i don't want something after nine Right there, it even if you do a subsequent movie, unless you go way out in the future, you're yeah. tied to the baggage of us. Now the High Republic and even the Old Republic in their inceptions, even though they're connected to universe and eventually you get there, a lot can happen in 600 years. So you can have whole groups of characters live, die, and then the universe is kind of reset to set the stage for Episode yeah. One. Right. So had they followed. The book continuity of Star Wars were literally the people taking over were the children of Luke and Leia and mm-hmm. Han. Yep. And they went in that direction. They would have a plethora of things to go off of. Yeah. But they decided that they didn't want to go after that very fucking popular storyline <laughs> and just make up their own shit, well, which turned out people hated. Yeah. <laughs> Luke himself, I mean, Luke himself had numerous adventures and books and it's again i think it was a smart idea to uncanonize a lot of those books because good luck writing a story within that that's why you have a literal committee you have librarians specifically for star wars information Mm -hmm. but you uncanonize but you can still without necessarily ripping it off you can still have like kids Carrying in the new Listen, generation. And... If there's not a Mara Jade in the future, I don't care. <laughs> she was badass too. So yes. the fact that she, no yeah. character matched her level right. is, and all instead we got uh, Blue Milk. That's a little disappointing. Right. Yep. Poor Luke. He has to die fading away instead of kicking Banging ass. Banging and... a really 
blossom <laughs> fucking chicken creating these powerful offsprings. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what I'm more excited for in DC Universe coming out soon. Um, Danny DeVito is writing a penguin story. Mm. And I was a, li- a little uh, annoyed when I was when I heard about this, because I was like, Danny DeVito's returning as the Penguin. I was like, those are miss way to represent what he's doing. But at the same point, I'd love to see what he has to write. Like, Yeah. So I really loved the Penguin in Gotham. Did you ever did oh, you yeah. watch that? Like, that was a great character. And I loved the fact that they still used Paul Rubin as the dad because that made me feel like it was like legitimate to the actual character and Danny DeVito was amazing as Penguin I mean that movie had two things going for it Penguin Catwoman oh yeah that's it mm-hmm. I don't know I loved the, all the aesthetics it had the bat mobile that, that's just my favorite but it is mainly on you is, it was still Tim Burton Danny DeVito just being yeah. awesome. It was still a Tim Burton creation, so it had all of that fun Tim Burton aesthetic going on. It didn't move to what what is fuck that took over and ruined all of them. But I don't know if we need a penguin movie. No, it's not a penguin. It's a book. Oh, he's writing a book. Yeah, comic book. Okay. I was say, well, then I'll take that for sure. Okay. It's like I Kevin thought... Smith writing... You know, a He-Man thing. I mean, Oh, you just totally missed what I was saying when I said that he was going to write. Okay. Yeah. I hope I said that. I'm not going (laughs) to go back and re-listen. I I think you just said was writing Penguin. Okay. And and I I construed that as something for a movie. Gotcha. Having been his experience. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So that was my bad for presuming. The other thing I'm excited about is Batman's... The next one of the big events that's going to happen with Batman coming out this fall is he's stepping down and leaving Gotham. Okay. And then the Bat family will have to deal with it, which, when now that I say it out loud, has happened almost every fucking, like, two or three years. Yeah, remember when, um, after Crisis on Infinite Earths, the whole, all of them left. So he's been gone before. Yeah. And they, they, they managed without him. So I don't know maybe, why maybe this time like he's going to run away to Las Vegas and finally get married. Who knows? <laughs> he always lives on a tropical island. But I, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, Marvel, on the other hand, they have... Because we haven't talked... We used to talk a lot about the events coming out, but I've just kind of been so over the events. Yeah. Now, though, I'm kind of just like... I need. I feel like I need a good event. And so Marvel uh, is celebrating their birthday and they're celebrating their birthday because 80 years ago fantastic four number one came out i saw a post the other day saying that this past week was when celebrating the fantastic four's 80th Mm -hmm. anniversary but i was like i know fantastic four number one the cover has november as you know the little date up in the in the top left corner i don't know if back in the day the books came out earlier so than they if did they're like if they came out like magazines do which i think back in the day they did they always came out a month before mm-hmm. right so you buy the month yep. before but that still would make Be it october. october and i went all over the internets to find a definitive answer and one of them said uh august 11th one of them said October 4th. 
Um, one of them was just saying November. So I'm like, I don't September 30th. It is. <laughs> I could <laughs> like I would think that something as historic as them talking about the date yeah. that first issue came that really made Marvel be Marvel. Someone would have an actual print date. Like when did this go to stands? When did this? Right. Or are you gonna count? When, when they thought of, yeah, or when it was actually in the printing press, or when they came up with the story. When the podcast got it for review the month ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> Those early podcasts. So <laughs> with with the with the celebrations, that they have teased a, a major announcement at the end of August. Uh, so we'll have to wait until we see what that is. But there's a lot of books that are ending. Uh, Booze in the Book is one of them that has just recently ended. But a lot of titles. Booze in a Book is ending? <laughs> the book that I'm doing. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the last one. <laughs> I was just throwing that in there. And we're not even without even letting you guys oh. know. Uh, I mean, they just announced that Daredevil is coming to an end. We already knew that the Immortal Hulk was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So is the Venom. This is kind of to reset, re get yeah. everything. I don't know how it's going. End in quotes, right? Coming to an end. Yes, and then they're for what? They're going to re- renumber a bunch of fucking number ones again. What's well, it like right now? Uh, Jason Aaron's been doing the Avengers, and so Avengers number fifty uh, is coming out in November. That also coincides with it being its seven hundred fiftieth issue as well mm. uh, overall. Because that's the one thing I I used to be kind of hurt about why they kept renumbering them, but now that they've actually just Right underneath the new numbering system, they just do legacy numbers. That's good. And then I'm like, that actually solves the problem for everyone. Some people can get into it knowing that's a number one. Right. But for us that kind of want to know where it falls in the overall story, that's perfect. Yep. There's been 750 issues before this, which I'm sure they probably didn't count every single one, so there's probably more. But at least it gives longtime readers something to know. But anyways... So they have some stuff brewing. Um, I still wish I could know why, but uh, when the Fantastic Four one came out, because I know that in the next issue of that coming out with the Bride of Doctor Doom story arc that they've been doing, that's supposed to be something big big happening with the Fantastic Four, which then, of course, coincides with this whole thing. So maybe they're doing it like uh, Disney and having a whole year of celebrations where they'll extend it to next year and... Kind of like what Disney did when they didn't get to do it last year with the pandemic, but there's that. Uh, also, a couple things from Suicide Squad. The so, movie? Yes. Okay. Uh, James Gunn was asked to, to make it PG-13 instead of R-rated. Did he say, fuck you? Pretty much. <laughs> yes, He's like, James Gunn. That's the way to say it. Throw an F-bomb in there because we can't get in the movie if it's PG-13. He's like, uh, you hired me to do this. This is my script and how I want to do it. Uh, if you don't want to do it that way, you don't need me and a You don't walk. need my script. <laughs> and then they kind of go, okay, wait, wait, wait. Nope, we'll we'll trust you. So, again, James Gunn had a vision. It was a great vision. And it was awesome. But, was he like, did you guys not see what Deadpool did? Did you guys not see that? Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? There is plenty of information at this point that any, like, film director or film company should not feel like rated R means not profitable. Oh, my God. FYI, I worked at a video store for 15 years. Parents do not care what their kids watch. Yep. They're still going to see it. And I think it's, you know, they think that, like, the ticket sales... And I get it. The ticket sales might not be as big, right? It's the same with, like, toys and stuff. You're just going to see denser sales to 
the teen age group that's right. where money is spent but that's not because of like lack of success that's just where those people are spending more money right right even like groceries you got kids so you spend more money right yep. so and again like you said we've had plenty of examples of For r-rated sure. movies being really good and it doesn't mean you have to turn everything you know x-men doesn't necessarily have to be an r-rated movie from now on but when it's a character of character like deadpool or a story like suicide squad right. you need it to be yeah Accurate There's too. fucking M-rated comic books. Yeah. So some, well, yes, there are some crazy that also he had within his first script of it was having Superman be the villain. Oh. oh. That's something interesting come out. He then realized though, just that wasn't even something that DC had to say no to. Like he just was like, that's how he would actually much. get it. Yeah. To, he would have to. to work. It would have the timeline would have had to overlap with. Justice League. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it'd probably be going along that yeah. that that route. But he just, you know, the, he's like the perfect comic book character, and it'd be totally ludicrous about it. Um, but you know, also having a giant kaiju kaiju monster. Oh my god, Starro! That so was so colorful. What a great and... choice! <laughs> like, never in a million years does anybody who ever read a comic book think that they would ever see Starro. <laughs> On the movie screen. So... In, like, a way that wasn't, like... Comp- I mean, it was completely ridiculous, mm-hmm. but, like... Even even knowing... So, it was, for me, the part I knew, it was giant starfish, project starfish, blah, blah, blah. I was like, all right, it's giant starfish, whatever, you know, space starfish. And then I saw, as soon as they go into hallway and you see all the, like, experimented people on, I was like... And we were talking this last week. Oh, my God, Justice League Unlimited, the... Right after that series, the follow-up Justice League series, whatever, I forget the name of it, Starro's one of the characters yep. because he takes over the Justice League and the teens, like the Teen Titans, yep. are in charge of fixing it, right? Yep. Saving the saving the day. And I was like, I totally forgot about yeah. Starro as a character. And then when he comes out and he looks almost sweet. Yeah. He's blue and purple, or like blue and pink. He's super cute. Yeah. His giant eyeball is like kind of anime-ish. It's like very bubbly. And then he armpit spits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, many little, sound. little stars. Yeah. Little it was starfish. a great villain choice. Also, like, how great that they took advantage of the phrase Project Starfish. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if they did not refer to the butthole, the butthole? in that movie, <laughs> I would have been like, I'm done. <laughs> no. So a movie that came out this past week that I really want to see is Free Guy. but It's it came not, out? Yeah, it did, but yep. it's not streaming on anything. It's only in theaters. Oh, I would have went and saw it. It... Came out to twenty eight point four million, so it won the weekend. Yeah. However, again, we're in pandemic mode of it things. It had twenty dollars more, but I didn't know it came out. Yeah. <laughs> we should go see it. It's going to be uh, forty five days until it's on a streaming service. Now, it's a Fox production, which you then think it'd be coming to Disney Plus or Hulu, but it's not. And this is something interesting that I found out with some of these uh, movies being released now and why certain things can't be streaming on certain services is Fox had a contract with HBO Max that mm. or with HBO that yep. things would go straight to them once they leave theaters. This is one of those that fall into that and any movie going forward that Fox made. So obviously Disney inherited those Fox movies. It's it's why New Mutants actually didn't stream on them right. for forever. It had to be streaming on, I think, HBO Max for an entire year before HBO or Disney Plus was able to get it, too. 
Which makes sense. I didn't know all that yeah. then. Well, no one cared about that movie. I know. But it's just one of those things that finding out makes makes things a lot more sense. Disney has also said, though, that uh, Shang-Chi is not going to be doing the simulcast that they did with Black Widow. I feel like I, I kind of, I read that, and my instant reaction was like, that seems super sexist. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. It, it really does, does being, doesn't it? Being her movie. That was like my instant reaction was like, how come the chick movies went straight to streaming, but yeah. the dude movie is going to theaters only? I, I mean, felt real kind of hurt by that. So I totally feel partly is <laughs> because it's been pushed back so many times that yeah, they so need... So was Widow. Oh, whole year. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, Widow okay. was pushed back so much that they needed to release it when they released it. But you're saying, though, that this should also be streaming as well. Yeah. Because the other... Oh, I think so, too, because I would kind of want to maybe watch this one at home and not go out to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The theaters, but but who knows? I just, I just, I just, I just felt real kind of like, especially knowing that ScarJo has a pending lawsuit and Disney stated that they've cut ties with her completely. And then they're like, but Shang-Chi is not, you, you gotta go to the theater for that one guys. I'm like, I think you might see a lot more pressure from like film actors. Like I'm sure that's how free guy kind of ended like that because Ryan Reynolds is actually using his personal, like social media network yep. to advertise. Like he's got multiple videos on his YouTube channel and stuff and he has an established brand. So he's giving his brand to a movie that's not his necessarily right as a studios. And so I think you'll see a lot more of the actors kind of like influencing that. Here's the sad thing though. There's tons of people that have been posting online saying that they're probably going to skip the theaters for Shang-Chi. Like if it was a big, you know, tentpole like type movie, Right. They'd be going to see it, but... It this... is a Ted Bull movie! Have they not seen the fucking trailer for that shit? I, I feel like so most good. people don't feel, though, in the overall story arc of what the next phases would be or anything. I still want to see it because, it again... so good. I, it looks amazing, and I'll still go see it. But again, also, with the, I am also going to be cautious. I say that now. Right. Who knows a week from now yeah, what that will be like. change daily. And it would be nice if I had that option. Right. Because again, it will be forty. They said forty-five days in theaters before yeah. this one would go on to listen, Disney man. Plus. Like they wanted thirty dollars for Mulan. I'm Black Widow. Talent... Black Widow was free. No, it... Black Widow was thirty. Was it? Yeah. I don't think we paid for it. I thought we. Your just son probably it. bought it, no, and no, you didn't no, even know. No, no, no. We didn't watch it with him. Josh and I watched yeah, it. Well, I'm telling you, you had to buy it. I don't. I. Oh, I really don't think we did. I, I would tell you since they made 60 million that people had to buy it yeah i mean how do you think when we talked about nato and them being pissed because disney no, took I know. all that money i know i just i re- I, mean, I don't million, i don't remember but... i feel like we just hit play on it i don't remember there being like a purchase option you know what i mean i could be wrong though but again i would totally fucking pay 30 dollars to watch shang chi in my fucking house yeah and why wouldn't that be included? And I'd come over a, and watch it with you. Why wouldn't that be included as a box office sale? That's, I don't, I think they're, I think one of the reasons why is because of ScarJo. Yeah. Because they don't want to have another lawsuit. So they're going to just be like, and actually, you know what? I guarantee they're going to use this as the example then. So this Black Widow made some on the back end. We'll give you a little bit of that. Yeah. Or we'll just go into the theaters like, you know, Scarlett Johansson was wanting, and let's see how you really make, which sucks for any of the cast yeah. for 
uh, Shang-Chi. FYI, the guy who plays Shang-Chi is in a television show on Netflix called Kim's Convenience. And I did not realize it until my son was like, that's the same guy from Shang-Chi. And I was like, no, because it's a comedy. It's a Canadian mm-hmm. comedy, so it's kind of funny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, he's great. The His character in this show com- tonally is different than Shang-Chi, 100%. Um, it's a good show, though, if you guys want to get some Shang-Chi action in before you watch the movie. It has nothing to do with Shang-Chi, but he's in that show, I guess. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Oh, man. I have a couple different things that I don't know which order I want to bring them up in. Uh, What We Do in Shadows uh, got renewed for a fourth season before its third season came out. Wow. That makes me happy. Yeah. There's actually been a lot more. Uh, the Boys, I know, also got renewed for yep. a fourth, but we I think we mentioned that a little bit ago. Yep. I think there's a lot of shows now being like, we need to lock some of these people in. You know, right. It's been a year that we couldn't do anything, and yep. we just know they're going to be great, and they just need to start filming now mm-hmm. to fill the, the gap that's going to undoubtedly be happening soon. Um, I know that... Uh, they pushed back the Venom movie by, uh, I think it's supposed to be coming out this, this, or no, the Venom movie got pushed back, and from what, uh, I was reading up, do you know when Spider-Man is supposed to be coming out? No clue. Last I heard was December. Really? Yeah. I don't think they're done filming yet. That's, uh, no one's seen a trailer, like, all the speculation of, you know, when is No Way Home going to come out? And I always thought it was going to be summer of next year, but from what it everyone... definitely... I mean, it's either a Christmas movie or it's a summer movie. And there's no way it's coming out Christmas. That's... We would have seen five trailers by now. That's so soon. Even next summer, I feel like we would have seen a trailer by now, yeah? Yeah. Like a teaser? And that's what. And Venom 2 is supposed to come out uh, in September, but now it's getting pushed back to, to October. So, not that uh, it, far. Oh, oh se- you said September. I thought you yeah. said December, and then you said October. And I was like, that's almost a whole year. You said September. But no one knows what the hell's going on with No Way uh, Home either, so... Who knows? Uh, yeah, it was December 2021 that uh, was... The release date and yeah. people can look that up now. Happening. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's happening. I don't think so either. I don't, I don't think it is. <laughs> There's uh, just no way. Cards Against Humanity is talking about selling off their company. What? Do you want to buy it? Is that why you're bringing it up? I mean, I kind of do. How much is it? Uh so they they brought in a firm who is good in selling off big million dollar oh, companies yeah, like that more than we can afford yeah they're 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 seeking uh a valuation of 500 million is is the i, I don't know if the, i mean that's speculative too like yeah. who knows maybe it comes a little bit below that or more it's amazing because that was a card game you could only get from ordering it online right for for a really long time well it started um, off as a what is those Kickstarter type yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, good for them. That's amazing. It's probably going to go downhill after they sell it off. So I'm, 
oh, corporation yeah. is going to gobble it up. And, and then, then keep. Then they're going to start doing really racist stuff, which, again, Card Against Manny doesn't, like, veer away from that no, sort of thing. No, it just lets you be racist. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the way your personality is. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, you leave shit blank, and people are going to fill it in with their the way, the way they feel it should be. Um... Yeah. I, you know, I haven't played Cards Against Humanity in so long because I feel like there was like a cut, like two or three year span where that's anytime you went over to somebody's house for a party, inevitably you would play Cards Against Humanity. And and then eventually you just got to the point where you were like, well, I just know all of these now. It's not fun anymore. Um, You said you didn't have any news, right? I have 0% news. Okay. So then, uh, last thing to talk Anthony, about Anthony, right do you have any more news? No, no, I don't. He doesn't either. Uh, <laughs> one thing I found interesting is uh, Disney has updated their MCU timeline online for when things fall into place okay. for stories. And The comic book one? The comic book? No, comic books you should know when they fall into place. You're reading them and kind well, of they, real they, time-ish. Well, they update that, the starting point. Oh, gotcha. Okay, no. No, uh, for the movies, the okay. MCU, like, where does this movie take place? Gotcha. In the timeline of everything. And what I found interesting, obviously we knew Black Widow fell between, you know, Civil War and, like, Infinity War, but it's mm-hmm. really before Black Panther as well, is there's Infinity War, then there's Avengers Endgame, then it's Loki, Marvel's What If, WandaVision, then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So if you know how those movies play out... Sorry, Loki, What If, WandaVision... And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. The What If one is weird, because those are presumably just Uatu telling these stories of other timelines but, but I guess there are other timelines that come from loki, from loki right okay think. but it's it's interesting though too i guess maybe the main mcu doesn't know and we didn't really get a lot into in wandavision it was mainly following her and everything but when would incursions happen or when would when is the main mcu going to start realizing that all of this other shit i mean i guess it will in so, as I was Dr. watching Strange. What If, I thought about the... I was thinking about WandaVision, and you know how they had those little commercials within WandaVision? One of them was for Nexus, mm-hmm. and everyone presumed that it was referring to Wanda as a... Um, Nexus being. Nexus being. But I really think, obviously, in hindsight, it was probably referring to Loki, because that whole show had to do with Nexus events. So her doing that created a Nexus event, which created an alternate timeline where she has children. And so at the end of it, that's why she can hear, because when the, when that ends, I presume there's some overlap. And that's when Loki, like, split all the timelines out, and all of a sudden she could hear her children, because now the timeline was allowed to take hold. This is the shit I think about when I'm watching TV. <laughs> Weed might have been involved. I'm, <laughs> I'm not entirely certain at that point. But <laughs> All right. Um, well, moving on to booze in the books. This week is Runaways number 38, Legacy number 100. Ooh. 
and it is the finale for now, which honestly, like, it made me a little bit sad because I've read all the Runaways books, and for for a book about young teenagers, it's not stale, and it's it doesn't even feel like they're teenagers. But the it the other thing I I noticed too while while reading this issue in particular and why I like this uh, series is there's not as much big flashy action all the time, but they're char- it's character driven. And so you fall in love with these characters and who they are and, you know, how they represent different uh, diverse backgrounds or looks mm-hmm. and and having the different characters that have been here since the beginning. And there's been other teams with some people, but pretty much having the same kids from Pride or the kids of Pride and how that all worked. I don't know. Just perfect writing, perfect everything, and even getting into... This last issue, which sadly I don't even really want to talk about the book, except for two people from the group uh, go off, and who knows where they're gonna run to. It seemed like there is some kind of like hints of like din din din, but then you know it's the end of this series, mm-hmm. and there's no announcements of anything else. Hopefully, there's some more runaways because I feel like you can't just end it with one of the. Chase pretty much getting sent to the future. Carolina getting sent up into space with her space uh, race and everything in that way. Leaving the rest behind. There's just so much things that still need to be wrapped up that I'd feel like this can never truly be done. And again, this has had four different uh, volumes before. So there's the original run that had 18 issues. The second one had uh, around 30 issues, I believe. Um, then the next run had 14 issues, and now this one has 38 issues. So, again, they've stopped and started Is this before. the one that started when they started doing the television show? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah, you read maybe one or two of them? Or... Yeah, when, when they first started up again. With, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I read the first couple of them. So, ultimately, you know, in the back of this, too, was kind of great... Uh, you know, some of the creators uh, that have been on this volume uh, series of the book uh, kind of talking about what it's been like and, you know, obviously giving accolades to uh, Brian K. Vaughn for having created it all. Um, and just finding out, too, like just a couple of the pages at the end. Like I said, there's this story is going to continue. There's no effing way with some of the stuff they revealed at the end. Just the one, two pages is like. All right, I'll be back for this when it comes back. Yeah, but right now, I'm just like, up. I didn't like it being an end. I hate endings. Aww. Endings suck. But I was having a hard time trying to figure out what kind of booze would I pair with this because they're all young kids. However, you brought this tasty drink <laughs> that I, I just feel like, you know, it, it, it needs to be said. It's the Rocket, Rocket Popsicle Hard Seltzer. From Untitled Art. Yeah. And this tastes like a Rocket Pop. It legitimately tastes like you took a Rocket Pop, let it melt, and then drank it. Maybe not as sweet. Maybe a little less sweet than drinking, like, raw popsicle. <laughs> yeah. But still, nonetheless, 100% tastes like a Rocket Popsicle. And it just made me think of something that the, the kids would be eating. Yeah, for sure. After an adventure, so. For sure. That is what I'm pairing with that. Right on. 
Lindsay to the rescue. Yes. As always with the booze. <laughs> um, I did have one last thing I wanted to kind of just close out with that I found hilarious that people need to go to. Uh, nestflix.com. Nestflix.com. Yes. So this is, um, it's ultimately a Wikipedia that's kind of uh, dressed up as um, a Netflix looking like okay. title thing. But are you looking at it? Yeah, but it's not loading. Is it N E S T F L I X? Yes. Okay. Oh, it just took me to Netflix. Just took you to Netflix. Just type in Nestflix. I did. I did. I 100% typed in nestflix.com. My internet was like, you're looking for Netflix. Assholes. That's not what I'm looking for. All right. Anyway, keep going. Well, I wanted you to kind of tell me about the the things that you're seeing. Nestflix. Nestflix. Oh, I, I see why. Nestflix.fun. Uh, oh, dot fun. Yes. Oh, that's a new. It's <laughs> a new domain. Ending. Oh, here we go. Nestflix. Search contribute. Welcome to Nestflix, the platform for your favorite nested film and shows. Films and shows. Fictional movies within movies. Got them. Fake shows within shows. You bet. Browse our selection of over 400 stories within stories. Okay, so these are things that are in other things. Yeah, so if so you ever watch... So here's I See Johnny Karate Super Awesome Musical Explosion Show, which obviously was in Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Okay. Threat Level Midnight from The Office is yep. here. Forrest uh, Gump 2, Gump Again, which was from Cecil B. Demented. <laughs> McBain. Yep. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's this is great. Yeah, this is it's, amazing. Is this a good find? Oh my god, Terrence and Philip, Asses of Fire, <laughs> the Itchy and Scratchy movie. No, this is great. I'm gonna have to go home and look at all of these. Titanic two. I love it. All it, my circuits. And it just movie. it makes it, it looks just like so. The Netflix inspired thing was uh, the person that created this was like this is just kind of like any other wiki about like tropes within you know tv shows and movies Mm -hmm. but why not spice it up a little bit better than a normal click on this link to go to this and let's have some pictures and make it fun sunrise bay and there's there's just so many from like family guy has so many one-off stupid movies that are in here because i think it's great so i'm looking at sunrise bay right now which is the soap opera that Moira Rose was in from Schitt's Creek, and it says, Sunrise Bay, TV 14, 21 seasons. Vivian Blake runs the surgery department at Sunrise General, a small hospital in a coastal community plagued by a centuries-old curse. Crystals, body swaps, and the longest-running demonic possession on daytime television. And then there's a quote, like a line from the show, How dare you make make me kill my father twice? And then it lists the cast... And the producer, so these are people I think who actually showed up in Schitt's Creek, and then as it gives you the ass scene, so you can you know what show it came from, <laughs> and then it has like stills from the show and stuff, which are just screen grabs from the actual Schitt's Creek television show. It's pretty great. This is awesome. How did you find this? Um, I just 
came about reading a bunch of nerdy shit, and I was like, I gotta check that out. Yeah, this is awesome. Good find. All right, uh, with that, I guess uh, stay thirsty for fun browsing on this website, because I'll probably spend a few hours uh, doing that later. There's worse things you can get into on the internet. Yes, there are. Austin Pussy. I saw that. (laughs) 